Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton Oilers have just hit the ice right now for the practice on the heels of a 3-2 victory last night against the Vancouver Canucks that uh, propelled Edmonton's preseason record to 5-1-1. We will tell you that Kyler Yamamoto is back on the ice as we speak, uh, not surprisingly. Uh, and I am a ways up here, and I don't have the binox out, but it doesn't look like Zach Cassian is out there today for Edmonton after he hit his head uh, on the ice at, with a fight last night. Uh with McEwen, Zach McEwen, late in the third period. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. we got a lot of show to get to today. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, a recap of last night's victory for the Edmonton Oilers. Some thoughts from some of the participants as well. 12, uh, 17, 18, Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network and NHL Hockey and Rogers. 12.35 for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, Mark Spector. At 105 today, uh, the head coach of Canada's last two Olympic gold medal winning teams uh, led Detroit to a Stanley Cup championship in 2008. Now the head coach of the University of Saskatchewan, sort of a return to his roots, Mike Babcock will join us today at 105 and for his first appearance of the season at 135 today from ESPN and the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack. We'll welcome back to the show Kevin Weeks. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Here's how you can get hold of us. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfivefloors.com for more information. And you can uh, reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Live entertainment back at ho- with Hotel California. It's an Eagles tribute band taking the stage Friday, October 29th, and a legendary Canadian artist Gordon Lightfoot, November 17th. Details at the theRiverCreekResort.com. As I mentioned, Kyler Yamamoto is back, cleared to return to practice. He's on the ice as we speak. No Zach Cassian today. The Oilers already down a right winger, uh, unfortunately, with Josh Archibald out with myocarditis. So uh, Oilers a little bit light on the right side, but remember, Zach Hyman is a right shot that plays left wing. That's our top story for you, that Kyler Yamamoto's back at practice today. It is presented daily by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Straight into the Oilers now audio vault. The Oilers knocked off the Vancouver Canucks last night, 3-2. Jack Michaels with the call. 
two more preseason games. Two more before it counts for real. Here's McDavid loading up left circle. What timer drives on scores? And the five on three converted McDavid to Dreisaitl. He smokes it past Halak. Dreisaitl. McDavid short side, he scores. Underneath the glove hand of Yaroslav Halak. Oilers caught the Canucks trying to change on the kill. Mike Smith's going to get an assist for a 150-foot stretch pass to Leon Dreisaitl, who just popped it to McDavid. He took it hard to the goal and beat Halak to the short side. And now you've got Miller. One-timer by Hughes scores. Pass Mike Smith, who never saw that puck. Hughes, one-timer. Pedersen wrist shot score. And that was tipped by Patan, I believe, directly in front of Mike Smith. And on the redirect, Vancouver ties the game. Keith holds the zone and keeps the pressure on for CeCe. Now it's Fogel. Open is Duncan Keith. The drive deflected home. Derek Ryan will get credit for the goal. And Edmonton regains the lead five on five. And now we've got a fight right off the draw. And Zach Cassian lands a couple of left hands on Zach McEwen, who then takes him down with a wrestling maneuver. And Cassian might be hurt. Cassian hit his head on the ice. And unfortunately appears out. Got a pretty good bump on his head from hitting the ice, but uh, he was in good spirits. Obviously a scary situation, but seems like he's in good spirits and, um, you know, obviously we'll get some testing done and hopefully he's, he's got his heart ahead as it looks. Well, that's Mike Smith after the game last night. It was scary in the building for a couple moments. And uh, just one of those situations where Zach McEwen grabbed the side of uh, Zach uh, Cassian's helmet. Uh, basically where their ear flap is and, uh, you know, which connects to the chin strap. And it just popped the helmet off and then went for the takedown. Cassian actually got two or three left hands in the fight. Those sort of things, unfortunately, do happen once in a while. And it put a little bit of a nervous pall in the building, to say the least. All right. We'll continue down the path of the Oilers now. Audio Vault. The Oilers uh, line of Derek Ryan, Zach Cassian, Morgan Fogel had their best game of the preseason. They scored the game-winning goal. Here's Dave Tippett. I thought our whole group was, you know, it was a competitive game and, uh, you know, we put that line together. There won't be a competitive line down low on the other team's end and, and be hard to play against. And they're trying to build that identity in their game. So, um, you know, I thought the line had a, had a strong game, really strong game. They got rewarded with a goal. And uh, that's the way we're going to need that line to play. And Cass, Cass knows. Cass, this is an important year for Cass. He went through the injuries last year. He's come back. He's in great shape. He wants to, wants to help this team take the next step. And he's coming in and put the work in in camp. And he knows how he wants to play. And he's going out and doing it, which is good to see. All right. Dave Tepin added some additional thoughts. He was asked uh, about Derek Ryan last night, who had a goal, uh, broke up a play defensively on a three-on-two that could have ended up in the net. A strong overall performance, and uh, here's Dave Tippett's comments about the first-year Oiler. He's smart. He's really smart, you know. He just reads plays. When you got a couple big guys like that that you really want forechecking hard and that, it's, he's a guy that reads off those guys well. So, you know, he's been, he's been pretty solid. You can tell he's a smart player. He just he does a lot of little things right. 
you know, the right hand face off. He probably didn't have as good a night as he wanted to tonight, but but it was kind of a seesaw game. We won a few in a row, and then they'd win a few in a row. So, but all in all, it was a game that I'm I, I like the way our group played. You know, there was some lots of special teams, so you can see what people do in that. But it was a competitive game. It's getting closer to the regular season. You're competitive. It pushes you into doing a lot of things right if you've got a chance to win. If you want to have a chance to win, and that's the kind of game it was tonight. And I like that where our group is right now. All right. Uh, Kyle Turris also got an opportunity in the top six last night uh, playing on a line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman. Here's Dave Tippett. Turris was fine there. He's he's uh, he's just competing harder. I think being on the wing is uh, less responsibility down low for him. He's done the job up there. He's got skill. When he gets the puck, he can make a good play. And uh, Mike Smith, meanwhile, last night, 37 stops in goal for the Oilers' victory. Uh, he liked the feisty nature of last night's game. You know what? It was kind of nice, to be honest. Uh, you know, just so you're not tiptoeing into the season, like, you know, and there hasn't been anything going on in front of you. So it's 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 actually, as the game went on, it, it kind of got more competitive and and guys were going to the net hard and, and you know, playing some hard-nosed hockey. And it's good not to just... You know, I've always talked about this flicking a switch. It's not a switch you just flick on and off when you want. It's it's you know it's it's good habits and what better way to play in a preseason game and and you know it seemed like guys were fighting for jobs out there and fighting for space and um, obviously there's some contact in, in the crease but you know that's to be expected and and. Uh, as the game went on, it kind of got me more and more involved in the game. And, you know, like I said, I feel like I'm right where I need to be at this time of the year. And Mike Smith, uh, who is slated to be the Oilers' number one goaltender, coming off a 9.23 save percentage last year. The song go 23-9-2, says he's ready for the regular season. For as little as I've been in there, I feel pretty good. You know, I've uh, just tried to build as camp goes on. And obviously, uh, you know, it's been a longer camp than we were used to the last couple of years. So I think you just... You know, it's a process. You know, as as camp goes on, you want to start to build a game and and you know not put too much into you know the games itself, but just kind of build and build, and then when the season starts, you know, be peaking and and uh, be playing some of your best hockey. So it's a process. It's uh you know it's three and a half weeks of camp. It's a grind, um, trying to balance rest and and you know feeling good and and healthy and. Um, all the above, so I feel like my game's... There you go. That is Mike Smith, the Oilers uh, netminder, who's not on the ice today, nor is Zach Cassian, uh, Connor Yamamoto, back out there. As we head into NHL today, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, company-branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back of the 630 Ched Studios, here's Brennan Escott. Well, tomorrow's coverage of the final exhibition game on Ched starts at 4.30 with the face-off show and a 5 o'clock puck drop from Vancouver. Uh, 6 o'clock. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, say, hang on, that's a short face-off show. No, I'm looking at the whiteboard over here. No, I had it right. 6 o'clock puck drop, the West Coast. It's Jack and Bob on the call. 
Panthers captain, Alex Barkov. He's staying in Florida for eight years at $10 million per season. Yeah, an $80 million extension for the 26-year-old there. Uh, Blake Coleman suspended a game uh, for the Calgary Flames. A game in the preseason and a regular season game for boarding Jansen Harkins on Wednesday. Leon Dreisaitl named to Germany's first three on their uh, 2022 Olympic roster. Big surprise, Bob, I know. But uh, Moritz Seider, who I don't know that we've even seen in NHL action yet, was named, as was Philip Grubauer. Russia has called on Alex Ovechkin, Nikita Kucherov, and Andre Vasilevsky. Denmark, represented by Nikolai Ehlers, Oliver Bjorkstrand, and Alexander True. Uh, Jaro Halak, Eric Cernak, and former oiler Andre Sekera, they're all playing for Slovakia. 2-1 Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, they're in swift current tonight before they complete the three-game road swing in Medicine Hat tomorrow, and we'll hear more about the Golden Bears and you of Saskatchewan Huskies matchup with Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock on the show at 105. All right, at this time, uh, we'll take a quick timeout, and when we return, he's just on the other side of the building right now, a little bit closer to the players that I'm at. We'll hook up with Jack Michaels, one of the Oilers 2 radio play-by-play voices. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 1220 in Edmonton. I'm up in the perch at the 8th floor at Rogers Place, and if I look across right now, well, it's blocked by the scoreboard. But our next guest, uh, Jack Michaels, uh, the Oilers radio voice and regional television voice of the Edmonton Oilers on NHL Hockey and Rogers, he could probably wave to me. Uh, he is uh, going to join us at this time. Jack, how are you doing? Bob, I'm good. And uh, as you could probably tell from your 8-story perch, at least at this point, uh, we're not getting any clues as to what the lineup might look like in Saturday, other than uh, it appears Skylar Yamamoto has a more than reasonable chance to play. So uh, a lot of different uh, line combinations, as you no doubt saw with your uh, excellent vision up there. Uh, and so, you know, as a result, there could very well be a complete mix and match or, you know, it could be a full-on dress rehearsal uh, and, a, and a real clue as to what we should expect in the regular season opener. So, well, I got to tell you, I have pretty good vision, as you know. We did the, the test, and we can maybe explain that to the listeners in New Jersey, which I believe is the furthest broadcast location in the arena uh, of any in the league. Yeah, and Jersey is only allegedly in the arena. I mean, I, I, I mean, we're we're kind of in the arena, barely. So, so what we do? Maybe you can explain to the listeners what we do. It's it's a common test for every broadcaster in the uh, league, and it has to do with signage. Yeah, the far side dasher boards, and if we're on the blue line like we are in Jersey, we usually go to the opposite corner and see if you can read that one. So, and it's 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 amazing the juxtaposition between where we are in Madison Square Garden, which, you know, while I loved our original perch, I love being at, at the top of those vomitories. Yeah. But uh, they did a great job oh, with yeah. the remodel, and and that's a that's an excellent perch, especially compared to the one we usually see in Jersey, the very next night or or a couple days later. So. Again, it's 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 tough at this point to tell. I'm sure we'll find out during the veil to some degree what right. Dave Tippett's lineup might look like. But uh, you know, 
at this point, I think, you know, the, the telling thing about last night's game, or rather the lack of telling thing, is, is you know, how you were, you know, supposed to evaluate some of the guys who, who played. Because, as you said, there was some there was some penalty-killing time for Colton Sevier. But five-on-five, five, it was not a yeah. real, you know, fluid game wow. for 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 guys like Tyler Benson and and you know that that kind of crew, they didn't get the real looks five on five that they might have been hoping for for Benson and McLeod. Ironically, I bumped into Cole Benson today, uh, just about a block away from Rogers' place. He's working in the district. He went to Western Ontario after his uh, junior career at the Edmonton Oil Kings finished. Um, Jack, uh, yeah, and, and I did mention no Zach Cassian on the ice, no Mike Smith, and no numbers on the back of jerseys today. So you got to be able to, you know, know the difference between a left and a right shot and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Oh no, I've been watching, but they've been they've been rotating. Oh so no, 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, um, and we're going to have Spec on at twelve thirty-five today, uh, and Mark has written a piece on Yes, Apoliarvi. Tell me, because I, I got some blowback from some people. Oh, I I always believed in Poliari, and I I, I got to tell you, Jack. I'd like to, you know, you and me have the opportunity to have a little bit of face time. At least we did in the past, and, and maybe it's Zoom time now with the coach. Um, but we had lots of conversations about Yessa Poliari. I, I I think I was of the belief that there was something there, but not sure how much. I would have fl- I would have flipped him for another distressed asset in another organization at one point. That's how concerned I was about him. But realistically, when he came back last year for training camp, did you envision in less than 10 months that he would go from being the sort of question mark he was to the player we're seeing here in the preseason? Because we are seeing a guy that is not a complimentary player which is what he finished up last year in the playoffs, but he's looking like an impact force for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm not sure I would have said I, I, I could have seen what he, what he has the potential to be right now, but I did know it was a fresh start. And I did know for a fact because, you know, you and I were, were privy to some conversations where, you know, at times uh, there have been, you know, prior coaching staffs that did not believe in him. That, that didn't think he was going to be a player worthy of certainly the fourth overall pick, that didn't feel like he had a real feel for the game. And so I knew when Ken Holland and Dave Tippett arrived that he'd be getting a fresh sheet of music. And and Dave Tippett in particular has gone time and time again when people say, you know, when people pose the question, the very question you're asking, he said, I had no expectations. Like, I, I wasn't here when he was perceived to be struggling or perceived not to have – a great deal of hockey sense. All I saw was what I saw in the opening of camp, and what I saw is a pretty good hockey player that could help our team. And so when Yessa got that fresh start, both from senior management and head coach, I knew he had a chance. You know, you, you, there's that old, you know, I think it was the head and shoulders that never get a second chance to make a first impression. And I think Yessa Pugliarvi's first impression with the prior regime, uh, especially at the coaching staff level, was that, you know, they, they just didn't see him as, as the guy that at the time the senior management did. And now, you know, both things obviously flipped over, Bob, as you know, but now he, he, with a fresh set of eyes, they started seeing what he could do as opposed to what he could not do. And sometimes, you know, they, 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 the old adage is sometimes a player needs, you know, just a fresh start. Well, Yesapuliarvi, in his case, was able to remain with the same organization, yet still get that completely fresh start. And he's taken full advantage of it. 
16 straight years, Duncan Keith led the Chicago Blackhawks in ice time. So all 16 years he was in Chicago, he led them in time on ice. To me last night, Jack, his second game, he looked, there, some of those reverses that he was making in CC that uh, opened up a little bit of pay, uh, space on the transition. I thought we started to see a little bit more sort of out of that, that poison moxie that Keith has, Jack. Well, in 15 of those years, he had at least 20 assists. So we know he can move the puck. We know he can make not only the first pass, but he can also transition the puck himself. He can still skate well enough. Uh, he's a workout warrior to, to transport the puck on his own, a la Darnell Nurse. That's sometimes what Nurse does so well is, you know, from the end line to the opposition blue line. Duncan Keith can still do it. And, again, I, I think when it comes to Duncan Keith, and even to a lesser extent Cody Cece, judging him by the first or second preseason game is a little bit ridiculous. I mean, you know, because Duncan Keith, and we saw a glimpse of it when Mike Smith was talking about it, you know, hey, you know, how many starts do you need to feel like you're ready? I mean, for guys like Duncan Keith and Mike Smith, this is, they're rounding out a second decade of training camps. There's only so much time they need. You know, they're not worried about their performance in a preseason game a week and a half before the year. They know when the games count. So, and and I thought, you know, to your point about Duncan Keith last night, I felt like, you know, he and CeCe found some rhythm because there were some rocky moments for Cody CeCe early. But, you know, again, it's not like Cody CeCe's a rookie. He's, he's, He's now playing the league nine years. These guys know when the lights are on. These guys know when there's standings that, that ultimately count. And I feel like, you know, the first month of the season is, is a much better picture of how that combo will work out as opposed to the first preseason game. And and so that's that's what I look forward to. And, and to be honest with you, I think Ken Holland, in some conversations you and I have had with him, it, it's, you know, it's always fun to speculate. It's always fun to see guys, some guys put up big numbers in the preseason. But ultimately, the first month of the regular season is a real tell because there's been a significant impact on the energy that you and I have seen in the preseason games even from week one to week two. So you can imagine what happens when the regular season starts. Jack, appreciate your time. Uh, Well, I'll see you tomorrow at practice. I don't know if you're going to see me today, but we'll see you tomorrow at practice and on the uh, flight to Vancouver for the final preseason game and we'll see what sort of uh, lineup the Oilers dress. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Always a pleasure, partner. Take care. Yep, 1228 in Edmonton. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and then hook up with Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.